What do you think of my voice? It's probably good as fuck. It's so good. Does it need a little more volume in it? Turn it up. Turn it up. I think I'm where I need to be. Because I'm going to be like, Turn hey, it up. what Turn the it fuck up. do you do? Alone. Turn it up real loud. Welcome to Gorgab. I am your host, Uncle Pony Boy, and I'm here with DJ Gill. Are we really going to use my Tard Boy at the beginning, or should we redo this? Tard Boy. I mean, you literally the last episode you spent like two or three minutes at least talking about, like you were talking shit about retarded people. No. Yeah, that happened. No. Anybody that listened to this will be able to go back and be like, yeah, he definitely was. No. Yeah, it happened. That was two episodes ago. Was that two? Yeah, it was two episodes ago. You're right. I'm yeah. sorry. Since I'm not on every episode anymore. <sighs> you have to make me feel bad about it. Please do. So this week we're going to do Basket Case 2, right? Yeah, this is going to be our trilogy. You, you and I. Yeah, yeah. We so we Basket Case was one of the first movies that we did together on the yes, show. Yes, that is correct. And I love Basket Case. And one of the things that makes Basket Case so endearing is it's a very lo-fi. Like, I mean, it was made for nothing, basically. I, yeah, I don't remember what I gave Basket Case. I think I gave it a maybe a seven. We need we need to start making like a yeah we need a, a ledger. We just need to make a list of our stab ratings, but. I enjoyed Basket Case, but I didn't, like, I wasn't in love with Basket Case. Well, I mean, it's one of those movies that I think it has a reputation just because when it came out, it was super low budget. It was a a surprising, like, I guess hit, you could say, for the time, especially with the budget that it had. And it was, I mean, it looked like I filmed it on my fucking Razor. Yeah, well. I still have a Razor. I mean, as much as I, why? (laughs) Uh, no, they're pretty dope. The camera on those things is next level. <laughs> next level. Four, like 460p or whatever the they, fuck it is. I wonder if they still make razors. Because, like, you know, old people would still buy that shit. Dude, ra- old people love razors. They do. They Well, or just the fucking bricks. The Motorola bricks. Motorola bricks? Or the... No, Nokia. Nokia. Bricks. Nokia. Yeah, Nokia yeah. bricks. Motorola had that dope black flip phone. I don't know if you remember that one that had the battery pack on the front. No, I don't remember My that. My grandparents had that one. I wish that I still had that phone, honestly. Yeah, honestly, they're... I mean, they had something going with flip phones. They knew what was up. I mean, smartphones suck, man. What can you do with a smartphone that you can't do with a flip phone? I don't know, but it always <laughs> it's always funny... Uh, I have a guy I work with that has a flip phone. And oh, we'll, yeah. We'll be at like a work event. Like we were at a, a baseball game. 
and like I was taking pictures with my camera, and everybody else was taking pictures with their iPhones. And he had his—it's just so funny when he pulls out his flip phone to take a picture. Just taking the, the, like fire pics. And you're like, you know, that's a straight <laughs> banger, <laughs> dude. I, it, I, ar- it already looks like you put a Visco filter on it. It's already vintage looking. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, looks like film. Right. Immediately. I, I met a guy. I was working last week, and I met up with a guy that I had to do like a, a vendor meet with, and he had. A pretty sick flip phone with him. Yeah, really, honestly though, with with the way smartphones poop out, flip phones are solid. They never break. I mean, you literally can have a flip phone for fifteen years and it'll still work. Dude, my brother's got a flip phone. Okay, uh, our I, other our other host here, flip phone McGee. He's got a flip phone. All right, well, let's get off of flip phones. <laughs> this could be review- a whole yeah. one whole episode of flip phone we're talk. Not, we're not reviewing the iPhone X. Yeah, yeah. So I want to start out. I mean, have you seen anything that has stuck out to you recently that was really good? It. Oh yeah, we haven't it, even talked yeah. about it. It's been so long since we've done an episode. I know, man. Uh, we went and saw it. It was great. It was super good, man. What else? I don't know that I've seen anything else, like horror wise. Um, I watched Vertigo. Oh the, well, the I mean, Hitchcock classic, dude. That that's a. Um, I mean, when, when, I was a great experience. I I really enjoyed it. I I'm not, I'm not one for. So I took I took a film class in college. So for like a semester, like once a week, I had to watch a film. But we like started in like the 30s or whatever. We did like Citizen Kane. Yeah, and yeah, all that stuff. And then, but it went. It was like basically we moved a decade every week, and so a lot of them were like. I don't know. It's like I watched On the Waterfront with Brando. But anyways, I'm just saying I, those are really the only like classic movies I've watched, and I've been trying to like shore up my classic movie uh, knowledge. Well, we uh, we missed out on a great experience this last week. Yes, uh, we did. Circle Cinema here in Tulsa was doing a uh, a screening of the 4K restoration of Suspiria, which Daniel must see. So I have I Suspiria used to be on uh, Netflix, I think, and I actually started watching it, and Kaylee made me turn it off. Dude, Suspiria is next level gorgeous when it comes to like colors and like just the way it was shot. Cinematography. Like it, it's a classic, man. It's well, a classic. And that's my I as I've become as I've gotten into photography, cinematography has become a much more important thing to me and so i'm again like saying that's why i went back and watched vertigo is because it was pretty much on right. everybody's list of best movies of all time i'm basically going to work myself through the criterion collection oh there you go yeah uh, and then i think uh what's the, is an american film institute afi, AFI. The, the old afi not a fire not a, a fire a fire inside uh the american film institute to me <laughs> Oh, my beautiful one now. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Now, the American Film Institute uh, released a top 100 movies of all time. Um, and so I'm going to work through those as well. They have them at Barnes & Noble. Uh, like a whole collection of them. There's a lot of good uh, Dude, the, have you Criterion s- stuff. Have you man. seen the Criterion, like the cases, 
Like just the pack, oh, yeah. the packaging is yeah. so awesome. And now that Kaylee and I moved into our house, I have room to collect movies and such things. Trying to jump on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, so also I apologize if I have a coughing fit in the middle of this. I've been getting over a cold. It's fine. There was an episode like two, I don't know, three or four episodes ago, my brother had a uh, intense coughing fit. And didn't edit Liter- it out. Literally throughout the entire episode. Oh, okay, cool. It's fine. It's fine. It's Cough just, as much as you'd like. It's that time of year, so. Oh, ragweed, man. Yeah. Ragweed. They can make a horror movie just about ragweed. Seriously, I'd watch it. Just an allergy. It's like The Happening, but with ragweed. I don't think that movie Dude, that we bad. just had this conversation. That movie fucking sucks. I, it's like, I just don't, I didn't, I don't, I don't remember watching it and being like, this was great, and I've never watched it again. But I don't remember watching it being like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen, which seems to be the general consensus. You should watch it again, and then you'll see that it's pretty terrible. Yeah, I mean, I think I watched it when I was, like, 14. Yeah. And, like... You were like, man, this is fucking good. (laughs) I don't even... I don't know that I was like... I, I don't think I've ever said The Happening was good. I've just always maintained that. I don't remember watching it being like, this is a pile of shit. But I don't remember watching it and being like, this was pretty good. Yeah, uh, you should watch it again. Probably. I mean, just, just to like re up your happening uh, knowledge. I guess. So, anyway, now that we're way the fuck off topic, yeah. this week we are doing Basket Case 2, right? So, this. Yeah. Which, listen, this is one of those instances where the parent film does not make the child film. Because this thing is freaking amazing. <laughs> Dude, I love this movie. I wouldn't movie. say I was in love with Basket Case, but I am fucking in love with Basket Case 2. Dude, um, you know, and a lot of people dislike Basket Case 2. And I think, it, like I said earlier, I think it's, it, it's, it has a lot to do with the, I don't know, just the lo-fi quality of Basket Case. Like, people think that... I don't know. It's the best movie I've seen in probably a month. <laughs> yeah. That's Dude. A, I'm talking about it over I would rank it above Vertigo. Oh, Basket Case 2 is better than Vertigo in your opinion. Yeah. The, uh, Basket Hitchcock, Case Hidden ba- Lauder. <laughs> Basket Case <laughs> 2 would make my Criterion collection. Oh, dude, you should do your own Criterion collection. Would anyone be interested in reading a Daniel's Criterion collection? <laughs> we'll feature Basket Case 2 and The Happening and Laid to Rest. <laughs> Late to Rest would literally be probably number one. Dude, oh, I'm so excited about Late to Rest 3, man. No, honestly, though, I, I don't want anyone to think that I actually think this movie's better than <laughs> Vertigo. Let me make myself clear I'm right just, now. I'm just following a joke here. but Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will put together a Daniel's uh, Horror Criterion collection. And Basket Case 2 will be on there. Yeah, it, I mean, it would make. Yeah, it would make ma- it would make the collection. I mean, most of them are going to be cheesy. I mean, like Jason Takes Manhattan would have to be on there. Oh yeah, yeah, exclusively for the head punching scene. The head punch only. Right. So. That's the only. Yeah, I mean, the only reason you skip it would be the on the rest there. of the movie and just have the head punch. It's great. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Criterion Collection worthy immediately. <laughs> just scenes. I'll just do scenes. <laughs> Daniel's Criterion Collection scenes. There would be. There would definitely be two or three scenes from this movie that would make the list. Dude, uh, yeah, for sure. So, Basket Case Two, also directed by Frank Dot Direct. Why do they all have my weird br- my names? brain just? Dude, I just I literally just had a stroke. Sounded like it. So, my voice cracked. Yeah, so, so, it's whatever. Yeah, bad, bad 
Basket Case 2 is really good. So Basket Case 2 directed by Frank Henlotter, who did the original Basket Case movie. He did this, and he actually did this right after Brain Damage, which is a well-reviewed, like, a lot of people see that as a great 80s horror movie. And, and this one's set eight years after, or it was made eight years after the it, first Basket Case. You can case. tell it was because it, the, the quality. Oh, dude. I mean, I, even with a budget increase, just like, I'm sure eight years. So when, was, when did this come out? 90, I think. Okay. 90. So, and the first one came out in 82. 82. So in, in the 80s was like a huge time for like technology. Like, oh, special effects in horror movies and stuff like that, especially. And, yeah. and like even in cameras, they made huge strides. So like you can immediately tell that this is a better quality movie, just the way like the image quality. All the way, and not even that, but like all the way around, man. Like special effects wise, like uh, I mean, Belial looks way better than he did. I mean, the original yeah, he one, he looked like a rubber. A lumpy biscuit. A lumpy biscuit. That's yes. correct. Boom. Callback. Yep. Uh-huh. Callback to the original Gorgab Basket Case episode. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it now. Yeah, do that because... Because we... I, this is... I mean, they did... They I, they got Kevin Van Hattrick back. Dude, Kevin Van Hattrick is the best actor I've What's ever seen. What's his actual last name? Because I... Okay, it's Kevin Van Hintonrick. Van Hinton, right? but he was actually credited in a movie as Kevin Van Hattrick. Right. Okay. So that's where we. Yeah. So yeah. That's where that came from. Because I legitimately thought his name was Kevin Van Hattrick. I only call him Kevin Van Hattrick. Okay. Cool. There's no other name. Yeah. Hinton Rick's a terrible. They name. all have shitty names. Like everyone yeah. involved in the creation of this, like <laughs> the produ- I, I don't. Rem- I didn't write any of them down, but I remember reading the names. And I was just like, who are all these people with these fucked Dude, up names? The director was Frank. Hennenlauter. Frank Hennenlauter. This Frank Hennenlauter. Dude, I wish. Uh, we're going to uh, basket case two. Yeah, dude, I hope that I meet Frank Hennenlauter one day and that's exactly how he sounds. That's just like. Like, that's how amazing his voice is. Hey, can we get uh, Kevin and Hot Trick back? <laughs> we got we to gotta get Hat Trick back. Oh, Hat Trick. <laughs> So oh, that's <laughs> it's nice because you can be real fat and still say it. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to. I can't even like <laughs> respond to that. But is that is that your impression of a fat person talking? Well, so not only are you not only are you talking about retarded people now you're now you're poking fun at obese people. Yeah, it's only going to get worse as we go, guys. As we go on. I mean, this movie is literally about freaks. Yeah, well, and I just decided I'm not... I, it's all in good fun. I mean, is there any reason to really watch what we say? No, absolutely not. No one listens to this. <laughs> Nobody even knows what this is. No. And I don't plan on running for any sort of public office, so... Yeah, oh yeah. If I want to poke a little uh, lighthearted fun at fat people... Dude, if, if you, like, walked into a room of, like, 700 people... Let's say a th- let's say a thousand just to give it a good a solid number. And you were like, "Hey, what do you think about Gorgab?" People would be like, "I don't fucking know what that is." Literally, one thousand would say, "Never heard of it." <laughs> Every single person in the room. Yeah, unless Seth Points was there. Oh yeah, that's true. But he is also a fat person. <laughs> so. Oh no, Seth. Yeah. So it's really yeah. easy for him to say. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I love that new <laughs> movie." I'm a chicken. Hennen water. I'll take the Hennen water special. <laughs> Four fried 
chicken's hole. Lumpy, and I'll have a, a couple, lumpy a couple of lumpy biscuits <laughs> with mustard. <laughs> oh yes, you can't have a you can't have a Belial without mustard. I was going for a sling sling uh, sling blade reference there. I like them French fried potatoes. <laughs> okay, okay, let's talk about and scene. <clears throat> I wish you could see my hand right now. Yeah, you're doing the scene. I was doing the scene thing. So, yeah. So, Basket Case 2. It basically starts with a just a recap of Basket Case, they right? They literally use footage from the first movie, which is so fucking weird. Because, so, if you forgot how shitty the quality of the first movie is, they remind you. Oh, yeah. You see it immediately. Right. Because they use the, basically the last two or three minutes of the first movie as the first two or three minutes of this movie. To me, it just feels lazy. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree. But at the same time, it's I mean, I guess it's, it's like, been eight years or whatever, so and probably not everyone's seen maybe, Basket Case. This might have had a wider release, I guess. Maybe they were doing that just to be like, look how shitty this looked, and now look at Basket Case 2. Because, I mean, literally only television shows do, like, show a recap from the previous episode like that's not a movie thing yes yeah, i mean it, it's very seldom in movies right yeah uh, i mean maybe they'll use a flashback from another movie at, but like i don't know i don't know this movie literally started with the last couple of minutes yeah of the first and, and movie. they're not yeah they're not like flashbacks they're just there are flashbacks in the movie where like so it'll be you have the newer quality that looks com- it basically looks completely different, and then it'll flash back to the old movie. Yeah, yeah. But they did use one of the best scenes from the first movie, which is with the operation. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, at I'm one sorry, point, I'm getting off track. No, no. Here. At yeah. one point, they do flash back to the operation from the first movie, where Belial is. Rem- I mean, let's not pretend that people that are listening to this haven't seen this movie. Dude, that was weak. Man, Daniel just threw a leg sorry. up and tried to fart into the microphone, and it sounded like a fucking baby fart. Sorry. That's what I do. I just baby fart. Sorry I'm not a farter. <laughs> so the movie starts after the flashback. We see a young woman and an older woman. This is uh, Susan, played by Heather Rattray, and Granny Ruth, played by Annie Ross. Of the words rat and tray. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember seeing that because Wait, did you did you say Annie? What's her first name? Heather. Heather Rat. Heather Rat Tra- which is also the last name of the fat guy from Varsity Blues. Oh. Well, that is I was I remember so first of all, what a 80s name, right? Rat Trey. Well, and Heather. Heather's a super 80s name. Heather's. Yeah, just Heather is just a I know, I 80s just, name. I was just referencing that this, movie what, for no right. reason. I mean, I'm just saying, but <laughs> Uh, anyways, and then, on top of that, her last name is literally my favorite 80s band with Ray at the end of it. Because it's, <laughs> it's Rat with two Ts. My, oh, it is Rat with two Ts. Yeah, it's R-A-T-T-R-A-Y. And you're I right. Just saw, I just saw it and I was like, Rat, hell yeah, 80s metal rules. Yeah, you're right. It is, her name is metal as fuck, basically, right, is what yeah. you're saying. And I, I just feel like like Heather was a popular woman's name in the 80s and then rat was a popular band in the 80s maybe Hell, that's where she got her name maybe rat tray she was like what should i call rat myself ray. what should my actress name be rat tray for rat sure rat 
That was me doing her voice. It was I good. I don't know. Uh, I don't think it was that, good. That would be like, I don't know. What's another? What would be another like like winger? If someone's last name was Wingerton, Winger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Winger Trey, Johnny Wingerton, <laughs> that would be the best name. That's my actor name. Eighties as fuck. Yeah, uh-huh. we do. You know how often we say the words eighties well, as fuck on this podcast? That was really stupid because I'm pretty sure the lead singer from Winger's last name is Winger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty oh, sure that's whoa. where it came from. Like Van Halen? Yeah. Well, his or Van Hagar? Uh, no. No, <laughs> no, not like Van Hagar. Uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty. Kip Winger. It took a minute. That to, is his name. his name. Yeah, <laughs> that is definitely his name. Now that you say it, I totally know what you're talking about, and that is a legit fact. Right. Well, I'm flying just, out of your face I'm right just now. Saying, I just came up. I just remembered that. You came up in that. Yeah. You, you came know. up I mean, in I, that. I could probably. I, I could probably name the entire original lineup of Poison. Do it. Uh, let's see. You got uh, Brett Michaels. C.C. DeVille, uh, Ricky Rocket, and then uh, Bobby Dahl on bass. I, I, I don't know enough about Poison <laughs> to tell you whether you're right or wrong, but that sounds pretty spot That's on. That's 100% correct. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> you know. Uh, don't act like you might remember. I mean, I can tell you every single year that every Motley Crue album came out. Do in it. In the 80s. Okay, Do so it. I may actually be get the first one wrong. I feel like, okay, so I feel like Too Fast for Love is 1981. Shout at the Devil, 1983. Theater of Pain, 1985. Girls, 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 1987. And then... Come on. on. I feel like Dr. Feelgood was 90... No, it was 89. (laughs) Fact check. Time time for a fact check. Pull out your phone. Because now we're talking about 80s hair metal. Right. I mean, I... Pull it out. Okay. Give it. Give me that. I want you to fill my brain with hair metal knowledge right now. Uh, Motley Crue discography. Do it. Pull it up. That's what I'm looking at. Let me hear okay. it. Let me see it. Let me feel. I want to feel it in my bones. Studio albums. 1981, Too Fast for Love. 1983, Shout Out the Devil. 1985, Theater of Pain. 1987, Girls, Girls, Girls. 1989, Dr. Feelgood. Damn it, man. Got you. Damn, I'm, I'm really impressed right now. Just telling you. Hey, I... I know that you love hair metal. The album came out in 94. Generation Swine came out in 97, and that's where I just... Generation Swine? Yeah, it was terrible. The sound's terrible. The self-titled album was good, but it was a departure from the Motley Crue sound. It was when John Karabi became the singer. If I... (laughs) I can't even do this with you right now. I, I, like, can't even handle this conversation. I don't know anything about 80s hair metal. 80s hair metal was my life. Oh, I know. For years. Check out the Gorgab Twitter later for photos of Daniel in his 80s hair metal band. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, I won't actually do that. Yeah, no, I, we just always make Twitter promises that we don't keep up. Yeah, except for Seth's nipple. Yeah, we did post a picture of there, Seth's nipple. There is a picture of at Seth Point's nipple on our Twitter. It's true. Uh, at Gorgab Podcast. Follow it. Is that right? Tweet us, yeah. Okay. Always fuck that Gorgab up. Podcast. Okay, so <clears throat> we're gonna try to talk about this movie now. So we're gonna, hopefully, we're, there's no more like '80s hair metal references <laughs> in anything because I'll just start fucking spewing there, random. There wasn't facts. even a reference to '80s hair metal. Rat just, tray, just, okay. 
<laughs> you just you just chose four letters out of her name to turn it into a, an '80s hair metal rant. Hey, Stephen Piercy, if you're watching this, hit us up. I'd like some <laughs> autograph. Uh, Gorgab1985 at gmail.com. Yeah, I have a, a copy of Invasion of Your Privacy that I'd like you to sign. I don't believe you. I do believe you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I lied. That is 100% true fact. Yes, it is. Okay, so I think where we got off track here was an old lady. <laughs> <At> the names? <laughs> yeah, the, the names people? of the very first people it, it, it introduced in the, in the movie. Yes. So uh, an old lady, which is Granny Ruth, and a young woman, which is Susan, are sitting on the couch, and they're watching a news report about Dwayne in Belial, yes. right? Everybody's talking about... This is a huge fucking story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Literally every channel was playing some recap about a guy who fell out a window in New York City in the early 80s. That literally... Eight fucking years ago. Yeah, well, no, I mean, even if you take the time gap out, like, in the fucking 80s, the news didn't report on somebody dying in New York City because, like, a thousand people died every day. Well, I think the thing was that, like... New York City was a trash heap <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> so, uh, but like, they were also talking about, like, they had murdered five people, right? Yeah, I guess so. It, but that's also, like, an everyday also, occurrence. New York City Welcome stuff. to New York. I mean, like, nowadays, that's not how New York is. Concrete but. jungle where dreams are made of. Damn. That's sexy. There's nothing you you know, another really good band is New York Dolls. No, here we go. New York no. Dolls. We're going to end that. Okay. We're, we're ending that conversation right now. Before we get, We're going to go into like, dude, definitely I can tell not, you. Definitely not an 80s hair metal band, but a 70s punk glam band that influenced a lot of 80s hair metal. Okay, let's go. Keep dude, going. Dude, you're going to be like, I can tell you the length of every member of New York Dolls' pinky toe. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I actually do have that information if ready. like that information, can be found on my blog at hair metal for life <laughs> underscore tumblr <laughs> underscore tumblr <laughs> that is not a real site you just made that up just now i mean tumblr is a real site i mean that is but not underscore tumblr <laughs> oh, yeah you don't go to a bunch of <laughs> underscore websites <laughs> i exclusively go to websites that have underscore check us out at gorgab <laughs> underscore podcast <laughs> people are gonna be hitting that up like crazy Fuck, man that's that's gold. I wish that that was a real thing. It's about to be. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is going to take us three and a half hours I'm to get sorry. through. No, yeah, no, you're just, fine. Let's move the plot along. No, you're fine. So, we get a we get a glimpse here of the, uh, do you remember the prostitute from the first Basket Case movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. in this, and she, her only line is like, the little guy was Dwayne's brother. Do you believe that shit, man? <laughs> like immediately. She said something about him being sweet or something. Yeah, Dwayne was just the sweetest guy. He paid me money to have sex with him. <laughs> yes. Basically. So she, we find out now that Dwayne and Belial are in the hospital. So I don't understand, like, there's eight years between movies, but is there an eight-year time gap here? No, there's definitely not. This is supposed to be the next day. Yeah, like, I mean, at least, like, a month tops after... No, they fell out of the window in the original it's movie. Them, it's them taking them to the hospital and like that security guard references that they came in the night before yeah. and all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Like, yeah, I, it's yeah. literally the day after the events of the very first Basket Case film. So, so this nurse in the hospital sees. Uh, she goes and checks on Dwayne. He's like in a coma, whatever. She goes in the next room. Belial's laying there in bed. 
uh, the Lumpy Biscuit himself, and with new, with new and improved special effects. Yeah, he looks by the way, better in this movie. Oh yeah, for sure. I don't sure. understand why his arms coming out of the top of his head this time <laughs> around, though. I don't think they they just couldn't perfect that design. I mean, it definitely like his arm is in a different place than it was in the first movie. So so Belial wakes up at this point, and he he does his glowing red eye thing, and he awakens Dwayne. And, and Belial like flexes his biscuit arms. The and, biscuit flex and, bra- and breaks my, his handcuffs. My apologies if you can hear my new puppy crying yeah, in the that, background. That's fine. Sandwiches. Sandwiches is his, crying. His name is Sandwiches. No, his name is Giles. Sandwiches. His name is the Wizard Giles. Sandwiches, which is a reference to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Also, Daniel loves sandwiches. <laughs> and sandwiches. <laughs> the Wizard Giles sandwiches. A.K.A. sandwiches. Yeah. So, Belial wakes up. He wakes Dwayne up at this point, And, I don't know, some stuff happens. A security guard notices that uh, Belial is no longer in bed. Is it yeah, Belial or Dwayne? Neither of them are in bed. Yeah, yeah. He notices that Dwayne's not in bed. But, basically, this security... This 80s as fuck New York security guard promptly investigates the happenings sexually harassing a female in (laughs) the hallway and doesn't realize that Dwayne has risen yeah so the security guard goes to check it out because like where the fuck are Belial and Dwayne right and he walks in Belial chokes him so hard that he dies in like three seconds he like reaches around the corner when he walks in and he chokes him and he just dies blood falls out of his mouth and so i want i want to say right away that this movie was nowhere near like i mean even the first one wasn't that gory but this movie doesn't have near no the violence as the first one. it doesn't but it also like there's more there's just a lot more grotesque shit in it yeah yeah not as much blood just weird grossness yeah there's one scene at the end of this movie that makes up for the any lack of blood as far as disgustingness goes. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. So, uh, so yeah. Dwayne then puts Delisle in like a trash basket. Delisle. Delisle. Hey there, Belial. <laughs> oh yes. Damn. Hey there, Belial. We're gonna have to make a cover of Hey There, Belial. Hey there, Belial. So. He puts him. He puts Belial in a trash bag. Dude, I'm gonna think about that all day, all day. The last three hours of the day, I'm gonna be thinking about that. So he puts Belial in a basket to sneak him out of the hospital. You know, once again, let's let's reiterate. This is his twin brother that was separated at birth. Yes. If you haven't seen Basket Case and you're listening to this, you're ruining your own life. Basically, yeah, you should watch it. So this is when uh, this Marcy. The reporter. We see this is our first glimpse of Marcy. She comes in. She's like, "Hey, I, I have uh, permission from the owner of the hospital to speak to Belial and Dwayne, the twin brothers that were murdering people." Right. And while she's doing this, Delisle uh, Delisle and Dwayne uh, <laughs> and Dwayne uh, <laughs> sneak out right behind them. Yeah, yeah. She, she and dude, she offers the security guard money. She's like, "Here's a hundred dollar bill to let me oh, go dude, talk he to freaks him." Out. He's like. Fuck you, basically. Yeah, he like, he's, his he's pissed shit. about it. He's like, you want to make me angry? This is how you make me angry. It's fucking hysterical. Thanks for this $100. Fuck you. It's not well acted. No, he gets super pissed about it. So That's a running theme in all of these movies. Yeah. None of the scenes are well acted. <laughs> no, not at all, no. So 
uh, Dwayne leaves the hospital with like a bandage around his head. He's in like a hospital gown. He's got Belial with him in a trash sack. And as he walks out of the hospital, this blue van pulls up, and that has Granny Ruth and Susan in it. Dude, it doesn't just pull up. It fucking flies up. onto the Dude, scene. Dude, this van's got, like, it's a Hemi for sure. Oh, hell yeah. It's just, and every fuck, time it comes on screen. Annie Ruth is, uh, is Granny it? Ruth. Granny? You said Annie. I thought it was Aunt Ruth. It's Granny okay. Ruth. Granny Ruth. Whatever, does it doesn't matter. Her Auntie Ruth. Her name is Ruth, either way. Baby Ruth pulls up. <laughs> Uh, seriously though, she every time it's that van is like screeching to a halt or halt. Oh, damn it, a screeching halt. to a halt, a halt, a, a halt. halt, a halt, or fucking burning some motherfucking sick rubber, <laughs> dude. Like just straight fucking peel outs. It's an expensive van. She's put some work into this thing. So yeah. she pulls up. Dwayne loads Belial into the back. They're like, "Hey, we're here to help." I'm Granny Ruth. And I'm Auntie Ruth. Yeah, I knew your. I'm your mom. I'm your aunt's friend oh, that's or something. Where I got aunt from. Yeah, yeah. He's. She is Belial and Dwayne's aunt's friend. She's like, I saw you on the news. I'm gonna save your lives and take you back to my freak party. Hell yeah. So, Dwayne. Then there's like this weird little scene where Dwayne wakes up and he's laying in a bed and there's all these like deformed people, like yeah. looking it's down. Like a fever dream, you think? But yeah, it's yeah. Not. Yeah, but it's not. These people are spoilers. for real. Yeah, spoilers. There's real freaks in this house. There's freaks in this house, too. Oh, bam. Trans. Right here. Side by side. So, so Dwayne wakes up. He sees the freaky people. Uh, he's told that. Then he actually wakes up, right? He thinks he's dreaming. He wakes up. He sees Granny Ruth and Susan sitting there, and they're like, hey, we're going to take care of you because we knew your aunt or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Granny Ruth tells Belial that she's going to shelter him from the outside world because there's some people that need to be sheltered that have been hurt that are that are freaks of nature, basically. Yeah, none of this really matters. It Essentially, really, what it is is there's a freaky old lady who likes to collect freaks <laughs> and shelter them. Yeah, she takes Belial, is it Belial or Dwayne, up to the attic, and she's like, Children, children, we have a new member of yeah, our community. It's Belial. Yeah, and uh, all these freaks start coming out in the attic. Uh, there's a guy named Lorenzo who has, like, a giant mouth that sings opera. He looks like a fucking oyster with yeah. giant teeth. He's never in the movie again, either. No, no, and he sings an opera song. There's a, a lady named Elise who has, like, just this mountain of flesh on top of her head and then, like, sunken in. She reminded me of something from Beetlejuice yeah, out of, more they, than anything. It's all kind of campy, like the freaks in this movie. <clears throat> oh, yeah. There's, like, that dude that has the noses all over his face that looks like a bunch of penises. It looks like a bunch of dicks on his face. <laughs> it does. And then, then we meet Eve, who is the... She's basically a female Belial, yeah. right? Yep, except she's got some weird leg appendages as well. Yeah, shit. we'll find out about those later. You don't see her until the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because she's wrapped in a blanket like me right now. <laughs> so, so basically there's Granny Ruth and Susan own this house, and they've got a bunch of, like, freaks. They, and they say freaks many times throughout the movie. There's no, like, political correctness when it comes to these deformed human beings. Except what's the uh, the... Credit scenes say, like, unusual people. Or... Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah it has some weird name for all the people in. 
freaks. For all the freaks. Yeah. Just freaks. But, it, like, the credits calls them unusual characters or something. So, I'm, I'm guessing that, that the director wanted to make, like, a universe that these people existed in. He did. And, like, create a bunch of <laughs> movies. Well, other, like, I think he wanted to expand on the universe beyond basketball. Dude, case. I wish Hindenlauter would just make a bunch of movies the about the Hindenlauter unit. The Hindenlauter universe. Universe. The Hindenlauter universe. So now, now we also cut to the, the, the <laughs> Marcy. Also, <I> was, the, <laughs> uh, there's fried chicken everywhere. The, the, oh, <laughs> so now we see we cut to Marcy, the reporter from the hospital, who was paying people to talk to Dwayne. And Belial, basically, she's, she's at her of, she's office. A bitch. Yeah, she works at a tab. She's like a tabloid. Sure, yeah, I mean, reporter, basically. Is that a bad thing to say about a person? What? I mean, she's a bitch, right? No, I mean, she's a a bitch. <laughs> and, <laughs> like then, and then her coworker is also like the dude is also a bitch. He's a reporter douche, man. He's a bitch. Yeah, he's a, for sure. Yeah. Artie Fufkin. Yeah, Artie. <laughs> Oh, Artie Fufkin. Artie Fufkin, Polymer Records. So they, That's they, another reference to an 80s hair metal band, Spinal Tap. <laughs> this is Spinal Tap. You just can't help yourself. I can't help it, man. I'm on 80s hair metal. Fucking rat, bro. I see rat, and I just get stoked. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, we find out that, that Marcy works for a tabloid. Her and her boss are trying to exploit... The, the freaks. Yeah, the Dwayne and Belial story for like all it's worth. He says, this story sells basically and he tells her about this doctor a woman doctor named dr freak they called her dr freak that her detective friend detective phil we don't know his name yet he just says detective we'll just call him detective phil though yeah that's fine so her boss tells him about detective phil and how he did a you know investigated granny ruth at one point because she had a a baby with 11 arms, but she came in a missionary for freaks' rights, and she had a freak commune out west. She's the best. Yeah, so she then Marcy calls some toothless man. What, which I don't understand where this guy comes in. or what. I'm not really sure about that either, honestly, but now that anyways, I'm thinking about it, it. And this is a super minor plot point, so I'm going to bust through it real quick. Essentially, there's just a drunk guy trying to make money, has a fake freak show. Where he has like fake memor like fake things, yeah, fake yeah. artifacts, whatever. And he puts out an ad that he has the body of Belial. So the reporter lady and Granny Ruth a- I'm sorry, Auntie Ruth. Granny, uh, you were right the first time. <laughs> I know. Uh, Man, and, you're fucking this up. Anyways, Auntie Ruth is trying to go see him <laughs> and also the reporter chick is trying to go see him. Anyways, they find out he's a fraud. Belial and Annie Ruth show up first and kill the guy, and then the reporter shows up and finds the dead guy. Yeah, okay, yeah. work through that scene. And <laughs> on to the next one. On to the next scene. I don't even know. I mean, there's a scene where Marcy's at her office again. This is where we meet a reporter douche, her buddy. The guy. Yeah, the bitch. The, the male bitch. Male bitch. Uh, he, he's trying to make up some crazy story about Belial and, and Dwayne, which is complete bullshit, basically. And uh, then we cut to Granny Ruth doing a therapy session yes. with Belial. I love Auntie Ruth. Dude, did I say Auntie Ruth? No, you said Granny. Yeah, it is Auntie Ruth. 
It's no, granny. It's granny. I know you, it's you granny. Call her granny. I know. I you just, just keep saying auntie, so then it makes me feel like I'm wrong, even though I'm well, not. I mean, it, yeah. Every, the reason I do it is it's a, yeah, it's a bit. So basically, she tells him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to say the wrong thing. Dude, I'll say it wrong anyway. The last episode, I said somebody's name completely wrong the entire episode. Hell so yeah. That's the best. NBD. I'm trying to basically provoke someone into contacting us on Twitter. Dude, I wish somebody would. <laughs> to correct us. Seth points, Will. Yeah. I, I hate that guy. Yeah, same. He's a literally worthless. I bought, I bought him a little cactus named Belial, and he killed it. How do you kill a fucking cactus? I, I think he overwatered it. Oh, my God. With his fucking tears. <laughs> <laughs> his sadness tears. Uh, so, or his sweat because he's so fat. And he's <laughs> fat and sweaty. Yeah, yeah. That, all, that may also be humidity. what's happening. So, so Granny Ruth is <clears throat> basically giving a... I say basically all the fucking time. Yeah. So she's giving Belial a therapy session. She says... She tells him basically like, hey, man... Ripping off faces may not be in your best interest, yep. which is it solid is. advice, good. really. And then she has him tear a bunch of people's faces off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for, that does happen. So there's a little bit like a, a random scene of like Susan getting groceries. Dwayne's awake now, and he confronts Susan in the kitchen when she gets back, and he's like, "Hey, man, we should uh like." <laughs> run away together there's no build-up to this at all it's just no, like <clears throat> yeah, he just it's like he immediately professes his love for her yeah he's like let's run away together I, because he, we're both normal people he is looking like a goofy haircutted tim robbins yeah yeah well and, and at this point Dwayne decides he's not a freak anymore because belial's so happy and it's because belial has found his life mate he's like a penguin <laughs> He found his life mate. He found Eve, who is basically just a female Belial, right? Yeah. So they they hint at this thing like like it should make sense, and it doesn't make any fucking sense that only one of them can be in love. Like, are they both? They can only, one of them can only be in love if the other one is also in love at the same time, which makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, no sense at all. Uh, and they really try and push that with no like they don't do any. I mean, they just say it. Yeah, because I mean, at first, first Belial is in love. Dwayne's trying to be in love, but Susan is having nothing to do with nothing him. to do with him at all. So we see uh, some flashbacks here of Belial and Dwayne being separated at birth, not at birth when he was like nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> so he he gets Belial separated from him. <laughs> <laughs> a huge fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. He's like running around riding his bicycle around like the day after he was born. They're like, we should probably cut that other thing off of it's you. Like it, it, it is Kevin Van Hattrick. Yeah, yeah. It's like when he's like 20 years yeah, old. Yeah. So Belial, uh, Dwayne goes and tells, he goes and tells Granny Ruth that he's like, hey, They're I'm not the a... the same person. Yeah, I, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not a freak anymore. So, so I'm going to go. I'm going to go now. And then he's like, well, I better go tell Belial because Granny Ruth's like, hey, man, you should probably let your brother know. He goes up into the attic. And this is the first time we see Dwayne sees Belial with Eve, which is female Belial, basically. And he's like, hey, Belial, we need to talk. Shalile. Shalile. Female Delisle. And he, Dwayne grabs Belial. <laughs> <laughs> and takes him out to the shed. Let's see how many... 
times we can say, <laughs> say his name wrong. Yeah. So Dwayne takes Blobbles out to the <laughs> shed, and he's like, talk, he's giving him a talking to, right? He's like, hey, man, listen, I'm no longer a freak because... Because <laughs> you're fucking happy. Because you're happy now. And he tells you him, he's like... You don't need me anymore. Yeah, he's like, you won't need me anymore. And he's like, hey, I'm going to run away with Susan, blah, blah, and Belial... Starts cracking up, like literally, <laughs> Yo, like it's so. Fucking it's like weird. the best fucking scene of the entire. So the whole movie, right? Like even in the, like like in the first one, Belial so, is literally it, like Kevin Van Hattrick's face on like a. It's just lumpy a ru- biscuit. It's a silicone. Yeah. Like yeah, a silicone. Uh, what the fuck is that called? Cast. Foam latex. Cast uh, yeah. Some, yeah. Face. So they then use. <laughs> I don't even know if it's Kevin Van Hattrick's face, but they yeah, like. I think the so Belial has a real face in this. Yeah. Scene. So in this one, I think in this movie, what they did is they did the like they basically created a prosthetic version of Belial that someone can insert their head into. Yeah, yeah. And their hand, so it's like a puppet, and then they yeah. just would always shoot it from that person's neck up or whatever. Well, spe- speaking of puppets, there's a scene earlier in the movie where you can totally tell it's in the hospital where you can totally tell that. Dwayne is controlling Belial. He's on his side. You never see Dwayne's right arm. Yeah. And he's, like, controlling the mouth. So, I mean. Say what you will about Kevin Van Hattrick. <laughs> I was he's, about to say. He's a ventriloquist. Uh, he's a fucking genius. Puppeteer. Dude, I can't believe Kevin Van Hattrick I never actually, did anything okay, else. Okay, so here it is. Uh, Metallica <laughs> wrote no! an album Master about of Kevin puppets. Van Hattrick. <laughs> he, oh, my God. Master of Rest Belial's. in peace, Cliff Burton. Oh, Cliff Burton surprise. Have you ever heard that song? No. By, uh, oh my God, what's that band called? Uh, it's like a grindcore band. They have a song called Cliff Burton Surprise. That's about his bus wreck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dying in a bus wreck? Yes, yes. Morbid. Yeah, it is very morbid. So, basically, this... <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to bring in another no, 80s you're good. reference you're good. when I found one. No, but so, Kev, Dwayne, Kevin... Whatever. Kevin yeah. Van Hattrick Kevin slash Van Dwayne. Dwayne yeah. Dwayne tells Belial he's leaving with this woman that he's in love with, and Belial's just like <laughs> I don't understand why I don't understand why he's laughing. That was like a chimpanzee. That yeah, wasn't like what he sounds like. Super chimpy. <laughs> uh but seriously, uh Danger Danger, another eighties hair metal band who had a song called Monkey Business. Oh my god! Also, Skid Row had a song called <laughs> "Dude." Can we uh, go ahead? <laughs> continue. <laughs> continue. Uh, I'll find a Cinderella reference somewhere in here. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm not impressed until you can find a good reference for Wasp. Um, that that pertains to Basket Case. Okay. So uh, well, we're going mean, to go. No, that's super fucking easy, actually, because Wasp's best song is man, The Manimal, which you could argue that Belial is a manimal. And there's plenty of manimals. There's rat dude, frog dude. You're right. They're manimals. You are 100% correct right now. There's a wasp reference. I'm not even going to do <laughs> Blackie Lawless would be proud. He's so happy. He probably listens I, to this podcast. I don't understand how I literally still remember every... Every person's it's name. A, it's incredible, honestly. <laughs> it's like I'm, a, I'm an encyclopedia. Uh, yeah, you're just a, an 80s hair metal encyclopedia. <laughs> well, I you've just, watched Decline of Western Civilization Part 2 as many times as I have. 
I don't know how to feel about that, honestly. <laughs> I'm just going to continue. Yeah, let's, uh, what were we talking about? I don't even remember at this point. Okay. So, okay, so this is where... Oh, shit, fuck, yeah, I don't you threw know. me just, off. Basically, he just, he told... He told Bilal he doesn't need him anymore. Oh, Bilal I know laughs at him, which is stupid because Bilal never acts like he even... In the first movie, he's like pissed off. But in this movie, I don't ever get the sense that he gives a shit that, no, yeah. that Dwayne is around. No, he doesn't care at all. In the first movie, it was all about Dwayne and Belial. In this one, it's, it's like completely different. So, right, so this right. is where Marcy, the reporter, after getting information from the sideshow freak guy who supposedly had the body of Belial... Right. Shows up at Granny Ruth's. No, that house. guy's dead, so she doesn't get any information. From yeah, me. but she somehow figures it out. Yeah, it's the it's the other reporter guy that comes in later. The, bo- yeah, the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so they go. She shows up at at Granny Ruth's house, and Granny Ruth hates the fuck out of reporters. Right, makes it known. She's like, "Get the fuck out of my house," basically. And as Marcy's leaving, Dwayne walks in because Marcy's looking specifically for Dwayne. Yes. And Belial. <clears throat> and Dwayne walks in and she's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Dwayne. Like, there's right. no getting around it whatsoever. And uh, Yeah, so she at this point knows that Dwayne and Belial are there. Yeah, yeah. That's all she knows at this point, though, because the freaks have been hiding. Yeah, and Granny Ruth tells Susan and all the freaks, like, okay, these reporters have figured out where we're hiding these murderers and... She basically, it's like a call to arms at this point. She's like, children, the wolves at whoa, whoa, whoa. I fucked that up so bad. That really good, man. She tells them that the wolves are at their door. Oh, that's, that's good. You got any more fries? She goes, <laughs> she, she goes full on like, like Southern Baptist preacher mode on all the freaks. And she's like, listen. Do we flee or do we fight? And the freaks are all about starting a war. Oh, yeah. Basically. So, oh, yeah. Uh, then we get a scene where Marcy, the reporter, and her reporter douche buddy show up and they're trying to get pictures of Belial and Dwayne so they can prove that they're at this house, right? So, reporter douche sneaks in to take pictures. He uses a fucking camera with the loudest fucking shutter <laughs> I've ever heard in my life, dude. Those are film cameras 100%. Dude, but he's on this the is staircase. This digital cam like yeah. digital film, yeah. And this is no DSLR. Right, and it's an SLR. Yeah, and he's so he's No D. No, no D. And he's just in fucking straight flat like flash bulb. <laughs> yeah. And he's just fucking <laughs> Yeah, Dwayne's on the... St- uh, he's up there talking to Belial, who's in the attic, and fucking reporter douche is on the stairs, and he's looking up, and he's like... Like, as he takes these pictures. It's right. the loudest shit I've ever they heard. Know, I mean, they know he's there. Yeah, well... This d- is all just a trick. Yeah, Dwayne's like, oh... Oh, what was that? Let me go investigate. So he goes downstairs. He God, runs by... so, so meta, because it's an actor... Acting as someone who's acting. You just exploded my brain. And somehow somehow the only time that Kevin Van Hattrick is believable is when he's playing and when he's acting as a character who's acting. <laughs> Dude, I don't even like know how to my brain can't even like compute. Yeah. 
That's no next co- level shit. No compute. Fucking. This movie is way more intense I take, than I ever I take expected. Back it to be. Everything I said about him and Lauder being uh, lazy, because this is fucking meta. Well, I mean, hat tricks like. Lauder. <laughs> <laughs> it was like hat trick. <laughs> give me a sandwich, Patrick. <laughs> give me a sandwich. So did you just say give me a sandwich and <laughs> some fried sugar water and mayonnaise sandwich? <laughs> CeeLo in the house. CeeLo. I wish CeeLo was on this soundtrack. Oh, that would be great. This, the soundtrack for this sucks ass. So, this is where Reporter Douche gets killed. He goes up into the attic and he There's starts... not this even is, any 80s hair metal. No, dude, soundtrack. no. Th- this was a really cool scene, though, because I like this scene. He, like, pops his head up in the attic and he's like, Hey, Belial, I'm just here to... Yeah, this, take pictures this was, of you. This was tight. Yep. Yeah, he starts flashing his uh, flash on his SLR camera. Like, yeah, yeah, and all the freaks are standing there in like a big like huddle, looking yeah. right at him. So then it's like a, it's like a strobe effect. Strobe effect. Yeah, and yeah. They're closer every time the flash goes off. It's dope. It's yeah, dope. and the Belial jumps out and kills him. Yep. So there's a lot of like off-screen deaths in this, yeah. which was disappointing to me. Well, because you know all their money went into the prosthetic stuff for the. Costumes and Kevin Van Hattrick's salary. Oh yeah. Oh shit. You know. They were like, we gotta pay him at least two million dollars. We got a twenty two point five million dollar twenty two point <laughs> five million. No, it was two point five million. And you know that they probably spent somewhere around a half a million dollars on fried chicken. Oh yeah. <laughs> All day. <laughs> For some water. <laughs> water was just eating KFC non-stop. He's, like, he's just turned into a drunk person now. He was, I, sit, he was sitting in a gray shirt that just said meme on the front of it in a chair before he, he, memes yeah, were he, he a knew thing. about memes in the 80s. Yeah, he was just like meme shirt, you know, beard, man. chicken grease. Except he said meme instead of meme. Meme. Mimi. <laughs> yeah, the, this whole movie was just one Mimi for him and Lauder. La- him and Lauder. <laughs> oh, Frank, him and Lauder. <laughs> so not as easy to say. No, no. So, so Marcy notices that that the dude's you're, getting you're killed. You're enunciating too much. It's, you just have to howl. <laughs> so Marcy sees So Marcy sees the flash going off in the attic, and she's like. Oh shit, he's dead. She just like assumes this guy's dead, right? So she leaves. Well, yeah, and she, she sees him getting attacked in this. Yeah, yeah. Of the attic light. So she goes. She leaves. She's like freaking out, and she goes and meets Detective Phil, who's the guy that investigated Granny Ruth back in the day with her freak commune out west. I thought this guy was their boss. Yeah, no. The th- paper. No, he's just a. This guy is just like a detective okay. that she knows. He's right? just a, pri- a private detective. He's like a PI. He's a private dick, basically. Private dick. Yeah. So he I'm a, calls. I'm a public. He dick. calls Dwayne and very easily talks him into meeting him at a bar. Did you just, what did you say? I said I'm a public dick. You're a public dick. Yeah. I like that better. Yeah. Is that it? That's just a direct reference to my personality. Public dick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, agreed. Yeah. agreed. So, Dwayne gets a call from Detective Phil, right? And he talks Dwayne into meeting him at a bar, right? So, Dwayne's not the smartest, right? Wink, wink. He's so stupid. He's so stupid. Why would he ever meet this guy? He's just going to, yeah, like, just meet up with this detective. Yeah. Uh, Hey, man. Okay. That's That's basically what happens. He's like, hey, meet me at this bar and we'll just talk. I promise it'll be. It'll be cool. 
It'll just be cool, man. I won't exploit you. I'm definitely or, or not a detective you. or affiliated with reporters or police in any way. And Dwayne agrees to it, and he goes and meets Phil at the bar, right? So Phil comes in. He gives Dwayne some bullshit about, you know, you just want to be normal, blah, 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 blah. And Dwayne's like, yeah, that's all I've ever wanted. I've always wanted to be normal. And Dwayne's like, you know what? We should take a vote and see if the people in this bar feel like they're normal or we're normal, right? He stands up, turns you know around. Yeah, oh, dude. So this was a cool scene, I thought, yeah, well, right? Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was cool. I mean, it, when you think about it, it's fucking stupid. But. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but like while watching it, I was like. But like, I mean, that's how this whole movie is. And really yeah. horror in general. Yeah, yeah. So he, he, Dwayne stands up in the bar and he's like, let's take a vote. Do you think we are normal people? And like everybody in the bar, nobody in the bar raises their hands, right? And then he's like, do you think that we're the outcasts or whatever? And everybody in the bar raises their hands and they turn around and all the freaks from Granny Root's house are in the bar. there with fake human masks. Every, yeah, everybody there. So they all like surround Detective Phil and they're like, hey. Nobody nobody says anything. I don't know why I did that. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, they're just like, hey, hey listen up. Hey, private dick. <laughs> private dick Phil. <laughs> hey. That doesn't, yeah, the, hey. That, 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 none of that actually happens. Nope, not at all. He, like, tries to back away, and he's like, hey, I don't want any trouble, blah, Rick blah, blah, blah. Gun. Yeah, yeah. So he turns around and runs into the kitchen, which is obviously the best place to run from a bar full of freaks. So he's where I hide. He trips and falls, and he's right above this, I guess it's like, is it like a cook or something that worked there? Or the bar, the barkeep, or barkeep? The barkeep. What is this fucking Lord of the Rings? <laughs> the bartender, <laughs> yeah. I believe is what we call them. He falls and lands like right above the bartender's face, and the bartender is like jaws ripped off. Yeah. And so, This is like the first actual scene of any gore-esque stuff we see in the entire movie, really. He definitely has shreddy face. Yeah, his face is all shredded up. Then Belial appears, right? The basket, he looks up and Belial's basket is right in front of him, right? Belial pops out, attacks his face while Dwayne and all the rest of the, all the freaks are in the, the way I said that, all the freaks, all the fucking freaks. (laughs) They're all in the bar, like, like hearing all this happen and, you know, gunshots occur and all this shit. And then. Detective Phil gets thrown through the door and he lands in the bar, right? Yep. And he's like, half of his lip is ripped off and you can yeah, see you his can teeth. Yeah, you see his teeth. It looks cool. Which I dig. I can't tell if that was just like painted onto his face or if it was a prosthetic. It looked like they'd painted teeth onto his lip and made them look like teeth. Probably. But That's probably what I... I mean, all the budget was blown on Kevin Van Hattrick <laughs> and Belial's prosthetic effects. Yeah, and all, I mean, all of the silicone they used for all of those faces... So now we cut to Marcy's apartment, right? She's freaking out because she can't get a hold of Dr. Phil, <laughs> Detective Phil. She, she's like, oh, she gets, two, she gets two calls, which are hang-ups, right? She answers. She's like, hello. And they're like, they hang up. That's beep, not beep. what she sounds no, like. No, not at all. Hello. <laughs> yeah, no. No, that, no, she didn't sound like I don't. Was Valley Girl out yet? No, maybe. It might have been. It I don't know. Been. Yeah. So You know what was out? What? Long Cold Winter by Cinderella. Oh, my God. Actually, I don't know if that's true. What year did this movie come out? 90. Oh, yeah, it was out. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what you got. Just killed it. it. It's gone. 
We should just do one episode that's all just you covering metal songs. Let's do it. In relation to horror movies. Yeah, I could just mash them all together and figure something out. You're just like, Mosquito, Wasp Song. That doesn't make any sense. Great reference. Literally made no sense at all. Okay, I'll quit. I don't know anything. I don't know anything you about don't know enough metal. about it. No. So we. So Marcy gets these like fake phone calls. Somebody calls and hangs up on her. Then she goes to the bathroom, lights a cigarette, comes back, and all of a sudden her window is busted out, and her phone line is cut. Right. Yeah, I mean that's how you know some shit is gonna go down. Well, how in the fuck did? Somebody bust her window out and cut her phone line that she was on fucking 10 seconds earlier, and she had no idea. Yeah, no, it's literally impossible, like almost every horror scene in every horror movie. <laughs> Fine. All right. I'm just saying, you, there's no need to tear into this too much. Well, so she, she's like, oh, no, my phone line's cut, and she runs back into the li- living room, and Dwayne is sitting on the couch, and he basically tells her this big thing. He's like... Oh, Delisle's so... He's, like, dying to do an interview with you, you and all this Delisle stuff. Did you say Delisle again? Did I? I feel like you did. Somebody message me and tell me whether I said Delisle, Balables. Balables. So, Balabel is in a basket. Because basket case. Yeah, so... That's where he, I mean, that's where he's most comfortable. Well, so Dwayne, he's, like, basically, he tells Marcy, he's like, hey... Listen, Belial's going to do an interview with you. Inter- fuck. An interview with you. I don't give a fuck what you think. And then she says, he says, Belial thought you'd do an interview with him. Then he'd rip your face off. Then he'd no rip your- big deal. No big deal. NBD. So see, like, dude, Hinlar was way ahead of the game on the, like, memes and, like, like slang for the oh, yeah. 21st century. He knows what's up. So... She tries to escape. Marcy tries to escape, but she suddenly realizes that her whole fucking house all of a sudden is full of freaks. So I don't know how all these people got into her house, but she like runs into the bathroom and opens her shower curtain, and there's like five freaks just chilling in her fucking shower. Yeah, it's like a rat infestation, but freaks. Yeah, but were they in there like hours beforehand, like waiting for her to come in? Like, I don't understand what's going on. No one really knows. It's not explained. So they... they Long story short, they attack Marcy, right? Like, in her apartment, they're like, hey, listen. Fuck you. Nobody likes you. None of the freaks like you. I, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing that happens other than they just attack her and turn her into a freak. Yeah, Dwayne's, like, over her, and he's like, oh, geez, look at you now, Marcy. You're a freak like us, or something like that. And her face is, like... A spiral? Yeah, how do you even, like, describe it, though? Like, it's like her cheek is pulled all the way, like, way the fuck up here. Yeah, it's... A, uh, uh, it's like, not, they can see what the fuck I'm doing with my hands. 100% not a survivable injury. So, yeah, so it's like this... It's like a waffle cone... A twist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's like that ice cream from Brahms. The soft serve. But it's serve. a person's face. Yeah, the soft serve. That's basically what happens. And it's, like, stretched up way above her head. Yep. And that's I mean, pretty much the end of Marcy, right? So, like, none of, the, none of these people that it's been introducing throughout this entire movie matter at this point. So, like, Marcy, Phil, uh, the they all die. tabloid boss. Yeah, they're all... Every, except the tabloid boss. He's cool. I he's guess. good. Yeah, he's fine. I mean, he's fine, yeah. His photographer and his reporter and his detective are dead. So, we cut now to Granny Ruth's house again. Everybody's celebrating all the murder. That just happened. There's lots of murder celebration. Was yes. That, did you just fart? 
<laughs> no, that was a squeaky toy. Is that what your butt sounds like? It is, yes. <laughs> Daniel's butt is so cute sounding when he farts. <laughs> oh, much better. Dude, I wish... I wish you farted like that. Me too. I would have you like... I would fart in public more. I would just have you fart into the microphone the whole episode <laughs> if that's what your fart sounded like. I mean, I could just squeeze that and we could tell everybody that that's my fart. <laughs> oh, well, now we can because we just told everyone that it's not your farts. Damn. Yeah. So, we cut to Granny Ruth's house. All the freaks are celebrating the murder that just happened. Lots of murders. This Even, is the best part of the movie. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. So, we cut to... All the celebrations going on, and then Belial, we cut to Belial fucking Eve. It's so gross. It's so, so, so Belial's fucking female Belial at this point, basically. And dude, they're rubbing it's each other's fu- like fleshy, li- lumpy biscuit bumps. It's, it's doggy style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, they definitely get it on doggy style it's more like froggy style dude what's really like, weird is like there's a scene where belial's just two lumps he, he's reaching up on her shoulder and he's like squeezing this yeah, flesh there's, lump there's like exotic <laughs> like close-up very sensual cinematography exotic or erotic erotic <laughs> exotic. it is exotic some exotic ass exotic and erotic so he's like reaching up at one point and he's like squeezing this fleshy yeah, lump on her yeah, shoulder yeah, yeah. reenacting on me and it yeah oh. there you feel that and it Ooh. looks like a ball sack <laughs> that's and what you're just, touching right now yeah, yes yeah that is your te- th- those are your that is your testicles uh-huh. So he's like squeezing her like lumpy sack skin, and they're Water. they're touching each other's like, and they're really like. Have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen one of those like oil pornos? No. Where they're just like squirting like baby oil all over each other. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> That's exactly what's going on, but it's Belial, and female Belial, and she's got like this fleshy ball sack on her shoulder and it's oily, and he's squeezing it. And there's like mayonnaise then- <laughs> sounds. It's like somebody's like like tapping their fingers in some mayonnaise. So, uh, tapping fing- dude, I've never tapped my fingers in some mayonnaise. I'm just saying. Is this something you do for fun? You just walk into the kitchen like, like man, it, any, well, I mean, you could use any Is that how you tell your mayonnaise no. is good? You just tap your fingers into it? <laughs> That sounds so gross. Oh, I'm never going to eat... I'll literally never eat mayonnaise ever fucking again. That's not even mayonnaise. It's just your tongue? Yeah, it's just my tongue. But that's what mayonnaise sounds like when you finger tap it? I do keep mayonnaise on my tongue at all times. You love that creamy mayonnaise? Yeah. That's real gross. I feel really... <laughs> I feel real sick. I feel really sick right now. So, <laughs> after the sweet, sweet sex scene... With Belial and Eve, which, which there's like legit sexual fucking going on. Yeah, it's graphic. I mean, I don't know how, what you call sex. Sexual fucking is how I describe all all sexual activity. So mm, then we cut to sexual we, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to Dwayne and Susan at this point, and they're about to sexually. They're about fuck. to sexually fuck too, <laughs> and. Susan's like, yeah, I'm I'm not like you. But basically, like earlier in the movie, Susan had told Dwayne, like, we're all made of the same flesh, right? Well, she was being legit in the fact that she is a freak, is a freak right? So he lays her back on the bed, all all sexual fuckage. Like. Like. <laughs> and he unbuttons her, like, 
blouse, and she's like, wait, I've been pregnant for six years. <laughs> for six years. She says, I've been pregnant for six years. We've been trying to take him out, but he just won't come out, right? And she pulls up her, what is she wearing? A an, blouse. Is it like a blouse, a night, it's not a blouse. It's a blouse. It's not a blouse, it's like a night suit. <laughs> a, night, a night, is that what you call your pajamas? <laughs> I gotta put on my night suit. A lady's pajamas is a night suit. She's 100% wearing a button-up shirt. She looks like one of the, like, in, like, the 60s or 50s when you see a movie where it's supposed to be, like, a virgin having sex for the first time. No, dude, she's That's wa- what she's wearing. She's wearing a button-up shirt and khakis. No, she's not. Yes, she it's is. It's all white. It's like a pajama outfit. <laughs> okay, it's, then it's, it's the fucking 80s, man. People <laughs> wore white shit all the time. It's white trousers and a white button-up. Well, so, but she was ready for bed. No, she wasn't. She was outside. No, she, no, she wasn't outside. They were in her bedroom. You're just making this Listen, shit up. Listen, it was not fucking nighttime Daniel has suits. not even seen this movie. <laughs> she was not wearing a nighttime okay, suit. Okay, anyway, she's in her night suit, <laughs> and she... She pulls up her thing, and she's like, her skirt is not a skirt. She pulls up the top half of her Her night night suit. suit. Her nighttime suit. Yeah, she pulls up the top half of her night suit, and there's, like, this scar on her belly, and it, like, flops open, and, like, this this worm baby comes out. (laughs) Worm baby. Yeah, it, like, flies out of her, and she's like. It looks like a dick. It looks like. Have you ever seen that trauma? I showed you this the picture have you from ever the trauma. Seen an movie. uncircumcised penis. It looks like that with teeth. Yes. <laughs> but if you had like one of those circum like circum trunk is what I almost said, one of those elephant trunk circumcised penises yeah, with it's teeth. Fucking, it's fucking huge. Yeah, and it's like biting at Dwayne's face, and he's like, "Why?" He like freaks out, even though he was half freak himself, right? Because of Belial. Yeah. And. He's totally freaked out by this uncircumcised penis monster that comes out of her stomach, which totally makes sense if you think about it. I mean, I wouldn't, if my wife laid back and she was like, hey, I've been pregnant for six years and her stomach popped open and this giant uncircumcised penis monster with teeth came out, what are you doing? (laughs) You just made made it 10 times worse by moving it. I was just trying to fix the microphone. Didn't work. We're going to have to go back and listen to that now. It's going to be like... Yeah, I'll edit that out. <laughs> You're going to do some engineering. Yep. So That's what I get paid for. Anyway, yeah. The big bucks. Like Here's one 16-ounce bottle of Evian. I don't even get that. <laughs> you know what I get paid? I get don't paid. act like I've never cooked you dinner. I get paid... Hey, can you grab up some beer? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm broke up. <laughs> Yeah, but like, dude, we're not even gonna get into that right now. I know, I'm just kidding. Okay, let's finish the movie. Yeah, okay, we're we're this close. I'm holding my fingers, real close, very close (laughs) together, and saying we're this close to being done with this. So, Dwayne freaks out, and then he like runs towards Susan, and she falls out of the window. Right, lands on the table in front of all the freaks celebrating their murder victory. Yes, and. Granny Ruth is pissed, and all the freaks are yelling and screaming, like, oh, my God. And Granny Ruth's like, go find Dwayne right now. They all run through the house. Like a bunch of retards. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, dude, they run through the house, and they're just like, Dwayne! They're just, like, making noises. Yeah, it's... They, so there's, like, what, two floors to this house? 
this, they never leave the first the floor. Thing, like so they I, yeah they never like explain whether these people these people are you're led to believe that they're just freaks, but this makes you think that they're mentally retarded. Yeah, they run around the house just screaming and making noise, looking for Dwayne, and he's on the second floor. Can't be that many rooms in this place. They all live in the fucking attic, for one thing. So finally, they all find their way upstairs and find Dwayne. So Dwayne has lost his shit at this point. He has gone into another room with a baseball bat. He hits Delisle. Hey there, Belial. He hits Belial over the head. Stay tuned for a cover at the end of this episode. (laughs) He hits Belial over the head with a baseball bat, takes him into the other room, and sews him back onto his body. So all the freaks and Granny Ruth come back upstairs, and they open the door, and Granny Ruth's like, No, Dwayne! And Dwayne's like, What does he say, dude? He says something. Oh, he says, It's okay. We're together again. And he has sewn Belial Belial back onto his body. In scene, Hell end yeah. of movie. That's a wrap. Everybody's clapping. Don't even fucking get me started on people clapping at the end of movie. Dude, it sounded more like I was cranking down than clapping. It's true. I, that's what I usually do at the end of movies. I just rub one out real quick. <laughs> Fap it out. Whoa! That's what I did on it. I was just like slapping one down. I bet you were. You nope. were pr- probably pretty disappointed that they left out the child orgy in it. <sighs> I was so ready to jerk off to that. <laughs> so that's how the movie ends, right? Dwayne sews Belial back onto him. They're Siamese twins once again, basically. Yep. Siamese, that's not even the politically correct term, right? Uh, conjoined twins. Conjoined twins, yeah. Siamese. <laughs> Siamese. Siam is the only place that these, that these people come from. Right. That's where all these people came from. So let's break it down. Stab rating. See, this is tough because, I mean, I can't really give it a good gore rating. It's You really can't at all because there's not any gore, so to speak, in this movie. This a, I want to give this an 8 out of 10. Yeah, it, it's enjoyable enough. You can give it a good score. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 5 enjoyability. Okay, yeah. And yeah. a 1 for gore. Okay, that's acceptable. There's a lot of cool special effects, though, just with the... Dude, the makeup yeah. and stuff. Yeah, just the uh, the freaks, man. Like Hindenlauter obviously spent a good portion of his budget on just making these freaks weird as fuck. Yep. Like half moonhead. Yeah, that dude is weird. And hammerhead woman. Teeth dude. Teeth dude. Yeah. Everybody has exact. Like when we say these words, the people listening are like, they're getting like a perfect image in their brains of what this looks yeah. like. A guy with teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some dude with teeth, uh, a woman with a head, a guy with a flesh on his skull, like that kind of stuff. Everybody gets it. So, I think I'm going to go, I'm going to do seven. Uh, this is better than the first one. Though. I'm going to give, yeah, for sure better than the first one. I'm going to give it a seven out of five enjoyability, okay, cool. zero out of five gore. Okay, so they're, just they're, seven out of ten. Just, yeah, just a, a solid, straight seven out of ten on this Hella one. Hella enjoyable. So, are we going to do that cover now? Yeah, I, get, I think let's... Um, hey there, Belial. I was just going to go get my guitar. <laughs> oh, you go get it. Okay. All right, go get it. <laughs> do it, man. Just nail it. Go. Mm-hmm. 
Hey there, Belial, what's it like in New York City? I'm a thousand miles away, but your lumpy biscuit skin is pretty, oh. Your skin is pretty like a biscuit. <laughs> so that's that. Nailed it. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premiere podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell e me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers. Just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. <laughs> on this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.